You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you guys have been having a great week. I have been having a very, very busy one, but it has been worthwhile and loads of fun. I got some crazy cool stuff coming up next week, specifically on October 27th, Heavy Montreal presents Vox and Hops episode. I am with a guest that I would have never imagined to have had the chance to sit down with. Uh, it was very, very cool, and uh, it would not have been possible without the help of a fellow Montreal metal media friend. A uh, huge shout-out to Christophe Gagné for hooking me up with this guest. Can't wait until you guys find out who that guest is coming up next week on October 27th. Along with that, I am very, very excited to announce right now that for the two-year anniversary Vox and Hops episode, which will be dropping on October 30th, which is one week from today, next Friday, I have recorded an absolute gem of an episode, and I'm so stoked to tell you about it right now. I've had this idea since uh, I started the podcast and it finally happened. The full Cryptopsy Vocalist Roundtable discussion. That's right. Lord Worm, Mike DeSalvo, Martin Lacroix, and myself all in one room having a conversation. But to make it even more special... And so that I could be a bit more involved in the conversation, I reached out for the help from a Vox and Hops alumni, one of Canada's best metal media people out there, the great Bradley Zordrager of Banger TV, and Exclaim was with us to help moderate the conversation. I recently just finished editing that episode, and I can tell you that it's one hell of an episode, and I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate the two-year anniversary for Vox and Hops. Man, I can't wait for you guys to hear this. On today's episode, I am with Matthias Lindeblad and Martin Bronstrom, who have created a very, very cool app called BandBond. They may just have invented the future way for bands to communicate directly with their fans. So get ready. Here it is. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 195. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Matthias Linderblad and Martin Brandstrom of uh, BandBond, the app. Uh, Martin is, of course, uh, from Dark Tranquility. Uh, how are you guys doing? It is great to hang out with you. I've been looking forward to this. I have been excited about having to chat with you guys ever since I discovered BandBond. Uh, let's start with an easy yet complex question, which I like to ask to put people right at ease. How have you guys been coping with 2020? Oh, that's been a rough one, I guess. For me, it started out, we were supposed to do an album anyway. So it started out as planned. Uh, the, the, the only difference was that everyone was in lockdown mode. Usually it's just us when we make an album. But we realized that our fa- friends and family are also in lockdown. But now, of course, it's really frustrating that the whole music industry at uh, at a pause so yeah, now now we're getting uh, the the experience of the full Corona lockdown, and it's it's depressing and that sort. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And we were about to launch, you know, the band bond app. We had our public launch in the beginning of May, and it was like, you know, when we 
worked on it and planned for this launch you know it was like you know the biggest thing ever you wanted to, you know, to reach out to the world like hey this is the greatest thing <laughs> but then the corona came and it's like more uh, sorry guys we have this little thing we can't wait with the launch we have yeah. to launch this now we understand that it's not top of mind right <laughs> now but you know so it was a little bit of that yeah but first we thought about the sense to be kind of a, the sensitivity on, on being too enthusiastic yeah, about exactly. our own product but, yeah absolutely and it's but, weird times but i think it's worked out fine actually and everybody's understand it's difficult and everybody's got to go you can't afford to wait you know and everybody understands that. And and for bands right now, it's very important to stay in contact with your fans. And Band Bond is a perfect place to do that. So so I think the timing of it is actually, it's pertinent. Yeah, it might, it, that might be the case. Uh, people are turning to the internet to, to, to keep the relationship alive. And, and, and I hope we can feel a spot there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's, uh, Vox and Hops is a, you know, I hang out with my metal friends and talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. So what, what are you guys sipping on over there? We, we uh, explored the studio to see what was left here since our last <laughs> session. <laughs> and we found these uh, piston head haze lagers. It's an, an, an unfiltered lager. Yeah. Uh, the nice. camera, yeah, it's got a little bit of a you know metal expression on it yeah, and the logo and stuff with the skull. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hazy lager. Yeah. See that that's that's a vanguard right there. That 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 hasn't <laughs> made its way over over to uh, to North America as of yet that I've seen. I haven't seen one of those. That's very interesting. I like. Yeah, that. it's uh, it's a lager with a little bit of you know iPad touch sort yeah. of. Mm, awesome. From, cool. from brutal brewing, I read here. Yeah. yeah. So. It's a Swedish uh, brew. Yeah, that also Very sounds cool. kind of metal. metal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds metal. I love it. On my side, I am going with the Polot Mavi. It is a classic Czech style Pilsner inspired Pilsner because you can't do that unless you are in Czech, of course. This is from Mabadasri. I'm going to crack this open. Uh, tell me about the Swedish craft beer th- scene. I know that it's so bopping. Uh, what do you guys know about that? No, you, it, you guys have a couple of beers, right? Yeah, we, we d- we've done some guest brewing. Uh, our singer Michael is really into brewing. He has his own home brewery. Uh, you, you always get to try out his last, latest batches when you're at his house. And uh, he took some of his best recipes and uh, we made some dark tranquility beers. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, small craft breweries here yeah. in Sweden. We have friends in uh, former In Flames members, uh, Peter and Daniel. Who have a brewery called Odd Island, and, and, and that's one of the best, I think. Yeah, uh, not, maybe we're biased, but I think what they come up with is always great, great stuff. That's very cool. See, I did not know that, and I should know that because I am supposed to be the craft beer metal expert. Yeah, but that's so, why so. you have this, so you can expand on your. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on your yeah. Non- it's amazing. I, I, <laughs> I, I have future guests in my mind right there. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's dance in a different direction, and and let's talk about you guys growing up. A classic Vox and Hops question at this point is: uh, What would have been the soundtrack of your youth when you were growing up in your parents' or guardians' house? What music was playing when you guys were not in control of the radio what music did your parents or guardians listen to oh pa- my parents it was abba i think yeah yeah no no and uh, some beatles of course but when i discovered music myself it was uh, kiss the first time i i saw a kiss album i knew it was the best band in the world without even having heard a note you know so <laughs> <laughs> i just loved them 
Yeah, and the first record I bought it was the Unmasked album, you know, with a comic book yeah. cover, and it was, and it contained a poster as well. And I was like, it's like you know, three wishes in one. It's got music, it's got a comic, and it's got a poster. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not love this? I love this music thing. This yeah, with everything. No, absolutely. Yeah, in my home it was uh, the Beatles, and I think Elvis Presley was a lot there. Some some Swedish music as well, but it's not as prominent. Well, actually, the guy you've heard the band Roxette. Probably. Yes, of course. Yeah. Well, the, the 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 guy in that band, he had a Swedish band at first that was popular here. It's kind of a cheesy cheesy band. It's not a very high credit cred factor <laughs> to, to no. those. But that was what's going on. But they sell out stadiums. Yeah, they, they yeah, in Sweden, yeah. they're huge. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So so that was what's going on in, in in my home, and and I guess the first album I discovered was Kiss as, as well, Kiss Alive Two. Uh, also a lot of pictures to look at blood and fire and axe bases and yeah it was fantastic yeah we actually knew each other when we were really really small I think I was how old were you when we met you were like five or five I think <laughs> yeah. yeah so we go way back yeah and I was eight you know and I was friends <laughs> with Martin's uh, older brother you know <laughs> so Martin wanted to tag along you know when we we're, yeah. we're going to play so it was like do you have to bring your brother <laughs> I know I was an annoying kid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so, really really cool very interesting T- take me to uh, your first show that you ever went to that you experienced not you playing but you witnessing as a fan uh, well, it, it, the first show that really had a big impact on me was, uh, I was uh, 18, I think. Well, I've seen a lot of shows before, but but the, the one that, that really was, well, this is my music taste, and this is something that opens the world to me. Then I had started list, to listen to a lot of synth music, so that was uh, Depeche Mode on the Songs of Faith and Devotion tour. And it was just, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, and that my life felt so much larger afterwards. So that opened a lot of doors for me. Yeah, man, uh, my first concert, I was, uh, I think, 14. You know, first concert, go, buying the ticket yourself, going without the parents. It was uh, the band Marillion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the British prog band. I really, really loved them and still do. And me and um, actually uh, Anders, who plays uh, bass in Dark Tranquility now. Oh. Yeah, uh, we were in the same, uh, yeah, we studied together. Yeah. Yeah, so he was going to go to the, the show uh, together with me as well. And there was a third guy with us also, and we were sitting talking about the show, and it's going to be so exciting on Saturday, you know. And our (laughs) teacher shows up, a lady there, and says, oh, what are you guys talking about? If you're going to talk in the classroom, you've got to tell everybody. (laughs) And and, and he was like, we're going going to a show, a Marillion show on Saturday. And he says the unforgettable, unbelievable do you want to come? <laughs> and she says, yes. <laughs> so my first show ever, I'm there with my teacher in Swedish, you know. It's like, what happened? I got away from my mom, but I got stuck with my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, what is it about the Swedish metal scene, music scene? It is uh, somewhat similar to the Montreal music scene, whereas... All of these members are in everyone else's bands and they hip, they flop around and they end up working together and collaborating together. Why does that happen so much in Sweden as much as it happens here in Montreal? I think when, when it started out, it was such a small community. It, was, it wasn't a lot of people involved. And uh, I mean, some people call what we're doing for the Gothenburg sound and that, that makes sense because we're from Gothenburg. But actually, the area where the people were from was so much smaller. It was just a part of Gothenburg, a suburb outside of Gothenburg. So uh, everyone knew each other, and everyone kind of had the same uh, 
love for the music and and uh, the will to to make it uh, a task for their life that they really wanted to to, to commit to it. Yeah, and also the the driving force was to have a scene, you know, yeah. because mm. you had these fan scenes and these cassettes that they sent all over the world. You know, you heard about different scenes. We want to have a scene too. So when somebody started a band, it was like, hey, great, another band to our scene, sort of. <laughs> so we we really hung out and went to parties together, you know, and. I think everybody was so supportive. You know, when you had a new demo, you were never nervous about someone, you know, putting it down or anything. It was like celebrated each other. Yeah. yeah. So that that was the music that night, you know, just play that demo over and over, you know, and drink beer and stage dive from the couch and stuff like that. <laughs> that's, a, that's awesome. That's awesome. Here in Montreal, it, it was a little bit like that. But from what I've heard, I, I'm younger than the rest of Cryptopsy, obviously. And uh, from what I heard back in the day between Cataclysm, Cryptopsy, Gorguts, there was like a healthy sense of competition where everyone was trying to outdo themselves. Is that something that happened in the Gothenburg scene as well? I I wouldn't say so. No, but, but but you all, I guess you always always want to impress your peers or yeah. or, or or take it to a different direction. Or yeah, or, and do uh, you know do your own thing. You don't want to sound like the other guys and stuff. And mm-hmm. perhaps there was a little bit of competition because you you wanted to do better, but but not in a you know uh, hostile, outspoken way or anything. Pretty yeah. relaxed. Yeah, v- very relaxed. Yeah. We only had each other. We couldn't be in each other's <laughs> You don't want to so. alienate the other 40 guys in the scene. No, because that's no. The scene. You want to be part of the scene. So. <laughs> I'm sure there were people that did that and they didn't get very far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> what about your first times on stage? Do you remember that moment when, when you looked out at the crowd and there was a crowd? Because sometimes there, are, there isn't. And uh, you were like, wow, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, well, well, for me, I, uh, the first time I played with Dark Tranquility, I mean, I, I've, I did, I've done small recitals, really, really small shows before that, but but I joined the band when they, they had a following, so mm-hmm. it, so the audience was bigger than I had ever seen before, and I remember the feeling going to the first show, it was like a warm-up show we did here in Gothenburg to try out the new lineup, and, and, and I re- remember thinking about the feeling I had in my stomach was that that if I was going to go to a fist fight, I was mm. really nervous and I was really I really felt like the audience is like uh, so, someone to overcome and and it was just uh, uh, a lot of pressure and I and I, and I felt that pressure for a long time. But uh, th- then when you overcome it, then you can enjoy that. Oh, hey, we we're actually reaching out with our music. There's a lot of people people there, but uh, the stage fright in the beginning was uh, brutal for me. Yeah, yeah. I was in a death metal band back in the days, uh, you know, when everything started called Brain Dead. But after a while, we thought that we wanted to go in our own direction and practically, you know, switch the style of music. So we started playing our own sort of ACDC uh, rock, you know, with uh, our own songs and stuff like that. And things started to go pretty well, you know. We got to play at, you know, biker clubs and stuff like that. And uh, the death metal bands, yeah, they played at smaller venues, uh, you know. But then something happened quite quickly. Everything took off, you know, and our band was like, oh, okay, we didn't get that gig on that bikers club, okay. But, but they're out in Europe now. What the fuck happened? Yeah. 
so, uh, so I had choices. to turn to journalism instead, you yeah. know. So I'm one of those, you know, failed musicians turned to journalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Life choices, you know, we, 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 are, we walk the path that we choose and sometimes yeah. it's for the best. Circumstance is always great. Uh, let's dance into uh, Band Bond. Uh, tell me all about this. Let, let everyone know what this is. I know what it's all about, but I want you guys to pitch it so that everyone really understands it. Yeah, it it started with Martin's frustration from his day job. So yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, we've been around for such a long time, so we've seen a lot of technological shifts. Uh, we used to kind of own the conversation uh, before uh, on our forums and our web pages. Yeah, with your fans. With our fans, we, we always knew where to reach them, and uh, if we had some some news for them, and everything uh, turned to Facebook, which felt natural. Why not have the conversation there? It seems like a great network. But it was, uh, I mean, uh, probably seven or eight years ago when I, w- I was in charge of our social media feeds. Uh, I was going to promote the tour. And that was the first time I realized how big the limit of our reach had become, how, how much of a, how much the algorithms w- was blocking our, our reach to our fans. And, I, and uh, you always have this market button to, because they want you to boost your post. And I mm-hmm. put, put, in some, put in some money to see how much the, the audience would uh, increase with the, with, with the money I put in. And at the end, to reach our whole audience was a, a rit- ridiculous amount. It was something like $10,000. And we don't have anything to market that, where we could recoup that cost. No, for, one post, <laughs> no, for, you know? exactly. for one post. For one post. And and uh, and also, the, I mean, marketing is not what we are into. It's relationship building. We want to we want to be in, in communication with our fans uh, constantly. And I think uh, if that algorithm is blocking the day to day communication, and when we share our lives or our, uh, our um, uh, work with touring or creating albums, uh, that's something that we want to invite people to to be able to share. But uh, if if it's always this algorithm choosing who's gonna who we can communicate with that was kind of frustrating so we started to to uh, dismantle the idea just in our heads to see okay we don't like this uh, marketing tool and this uh, how, how it's blocked so we started to to fantasize on what it could be instead and uh, what, how this relationship could be better and that's that's when we came up with band bond and and we wanted to level the playing field and, and just uh, take away all the gatekeepers so we just could have this uh, celebrate this relationship together yeah so so for starters in bandbond now uh, any band who who wants to join bandbond you can see their social media feeds from facebook from instagram from twitter but if you choose to follow them in the bandbond app you see 100% of the posts including the band members yep. which often makes you know the most entertaining posts and then we have uh, every band has a profile with the links of their choosing. They can have, you know, if they want to, the fans have easy access to stuff. And then we have something that will uh, hopefully soon be <laughs> needed, a tour calendar. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. And um, then also we have our own features. We make a lot of interviews and stuff. And uh, yeah. But this is just the beginning, so yeah. we want to listen, you know, to the bands, of course, but also to other people in the industry, you know, like festivals and uh, labels and stuff. And what do you need to make this yeah. work better for you? You know, so we're going to do a lot of changes this fall. Yeah, it's, it's an ongoing work all the time. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's a big task to kind of create this new platform at the same time and, and, and to inform everyone that it exists, the bands, the fans. 
and they ha- kind of need to sit down at the table at the same time for it to, for it to be fun. Uh, so it, it's it's a lot we need to have in place. We realize that we haven't. It's not the perfect platform yet, but it's 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 definitely shows anyone the direction we want to go. And now it's time to improve on it and see if we if we make away if we take away all the generic functionalities of normal social media. I think what's exciting for us is how deep can we go in this functionality when we know it's going to be all about metal, when we know that an event is going to be about a concert or a live stream. What what functionalities will we be build to to make that the perfect uh, yeah, experience? Yeah, our, our event's not going to be you know about a children's party or a or a political rally or anything. You know, like uh, Facebook it's have to do. be about music. So. Yeah, it's it's going to be about music. How deep can we go? You know, in yeah. every functionality. So that's where we are right now to to improve on the on the experience for 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 the fans because we we have a lot of bands on board and we we, uh, we you get all their posts. But we have to make it the the perfect home for the fans as well, and we, yeah, that's this is yeah. th- this uh, that's the point we're at right now. Yeah, so fans are going to be able to follow fans, and you're going to be able to you know for if somebody tags a, a, f- a photo with a band and you follow that band, it's going to show in your feed as well, you know. So hopefully, it's going to be a really nice and entertaining and deep, you know, uh, <laughs> loving metal community, yeah. you know celebrating the scene <laughs> and, and, yeah and see what happens when we can stand on our uh, when we can stand on our own feet again when communicating it's going to be exciting to follow for sure for mm. us at least <laughs> mm. it is very difficult for, as a band to, to reach your fans it's it's yeah. the the algorithm has made it nearly impossible to which is just ridiculous because they like the band <laughs> they want yeah 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 to know what's going on in the band it's ridiculous you, you don't know that a band's coming on tour or anything like that so so that's very interesting i i think it's i was i've been playing with the app for the past week and uh i'm really really enjoying it i thought it was very cool automatically that you all of the members uh socials are all up there too it's it's uh, you can really get deeper into um following and understanding where uh this band is coming from when you you get to see all the members post because that's something that that nobody does i haven't seen that on any other social platform uh what would happen hypothetically this is me just being curious if a member changes and gets kicked out how how up to date are you guys up on on that I think we're going to need the help of bands too. Yeah, to, yeah. But what we have, you know, our authenticals out there. But but <laughs> we're going to need the help. It's impossible otherwise. But at, at this moment, yeah, yeah. But but I want to return to those member feeds because, like you say, sometimes you don't realize that what's what's most representative of a band's journey is uh, perhaps the the bassist feed. He's the one who's going to describe what it's like to be in a band much better than the official channel, because the official channel is going to be. Hey, we have uh, this video out or this tour is out, but how? What does it feel like to be on that tour mm-hmm. or creating that album? That's the ba- that's the members who's going to tell you that story. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so so they often bring the color, you know, to yeah. the band's uh, history, sort of. You're absolutely right, and and a lot of the times, like let's say for Cryptopsy, when we when we have to portray our you know image and concept and who we are our brand as cryptopsy via social media it has to be serious it has to be a little bit dark whereas us the members we don't have to portray that all the time we can be ourselves and we can be silly and we can post stupid pictures and stupid memes yeah, and, exactly. and, it's, and it's interesting for the bands the fans to see the artist as humans as yeah. opposed to just uh, you know untouchable objects, which is something that I've been trying to do with Vox and Hops, always bringing down that persona and just talking to the human and showing showcasing that human to the world. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're all just part of the scene. Even if you're a musician or you're a yeah. fan, you're, you're just one person part of the scene. But I think for, for like for your band, or, or that you, the, the image is also central. You don't want to. You want you don't want to make fun of that because it, that's what make, made us come yeah, here you, in the first place. Yeah, you must keep the you know the cryptopsy flag uh, magical. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that's important. You know, yeah. but you can be silly on your own yeah. <laughs> as no. your own little cryptopsy <laughs> entity. I like that. Yeah. And so, the, it is only for metal bands, though. Yeah, at yeah. the time being, or is it something that's going to evolve into something else? Uh, we we think of it as you know the broadest summer metal festival. It can be everything from you know. Once uh, back in the 80s, Bon Jovi was on uh, Headbangers Ball. They were considered mm-hmm. a hard rock band. So everything from AOR Bon Jovi to you know the the darkest black metal you can think yeah. of. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that's the only thing we consider right now: how to make this perfect for the metal or yeah. the metal community. Who knows if if this spawns out to be the perfect creation for following music? It might be suitable for other other genres as well, and. Who knows? But but that's not on on our minds right now. We just want to make this perfect for yeah. from, from where we are living. Yeah, exactly. It's it's our world, and it's also I think the perfect proving ground if this works or not. Because uh, the metal scene is so sensitive to to genuity. Uh, what is it yeah. called? Uh, Genuine. <laughs> <laughs> genuinity. Genuinity. Is, is, is yeah. that a word for in English? <laughs> it has to feel genuine. Genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Genuine. It has to feel genuine. Yeah. And if it Absolutely. doesn't, it does. It won't work. It, you know, some some rich corporation can't just walk in there and say, "Hey, metal fans, uh, get on this new platform. It's going to be great." Because they don't have the tonality. No. You know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure this would be, be even possible in a different genre because whenever we speak to a band or. or Everyone in this scene is so used to uh, kind of uh, doing stuff together and finding our way together. And and even you speak to to a big record label, they're gonna they're gonna sense that if we do this together, it can be good. We can we can wait a bit and see on the commercial side what's gonna happen. It's not it's not the first thing is that everything here feels genuine. Yeah, and and we've talked to a lot of labels. And we're so grateful we got meetings with all the big ones, you know, around Europe and even to the US knocking doors, you know, but they they got it, what we talked about. And it was and kind so, of goosebumps moments. Yeah, so helpful. And the band has been so helpful in coming with the, with input on what they would like to see in the app. And yeah, it's, it's, we were really grateful for the for the reception we had so far in in. Uh, when, when we tried to uh, explain this place even before we built it. Hmm. That's very interesting, and it's still in its baby phases because you guys launched in May. So, yeah. so there's yeah. just so much more that's going to keep coming, and I'm seeing a lot of my friends are already doing stuff on it, which makes me excited about it. So I, I'm definitely going to keep going and playing with it and talking oh, to people great. about it. I think it's very interesting. It is uh, free for the bands, free for the fans. So how are you guys doing this? <laughs> yeah. no, no, but right now we w- we want to keep it also ad free. So right now we're just seeing if if this could be a cool place and yeah. and and and, and uh, at one point you have to if it's going to become a business and it needs to be a business for this to c- carry on because uh we have some in- investors um that uh, makes it possible for us to do this service. But at the end they're going to need to see some kind of return. But we think that if we make a, an honest playing field, that there, there will present uh, uh, opportunities to with a, a business model that makes sense and doesn't uh, uh, capitalize on the users. Like if if it's on Facebook, 
we know that you there's so much of your privacy that you mm-hmm. give away for, for them to have a business model. I think it would be more fair to have really open on what the business is or what you're purchasing what you're purchasing if if you do a purchase and and what's free is going to be free yeah so uh, what's free now and more stuff as well that's, that's, it's always going to be that's going to stay free but but i think if we if we create this platform and it becomes good i think that will open up more another other business opportunities on top of it yeah. with with, uh, with added services Mm-hmm. So like, like premium content where you would have to yeah, some, subscribe for, for extra stuff, hypothetically. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we haven't thought about that that much because we have to make this work first, you know. In the beginning we talked a little bit about uh, let's start thinking about that part, but put energy on that now and we just have to prove that it's a good platform. Yeah. That would be useless if we started to do that. So yeah. let's just make this work first and we'll take it from there. But we'll always you know, have the band's uh, best interest at heart. Uh, that's our main thing, actually. Yeah. yeah. Hypothetically, this takes off. I hope it does. I think it's a great thing. Uh, and Facebook comes knocking on your doors. Is that a yes or a no? A conversation that you're willing to have, uh, uh, giving uh, it up to the enemy? Uh, you mean uh, okay? I thought you were. I thought they were going to knock to kill us. First. <laughs> no, 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 no. They like what you're doing. They want to acquire no, I, you. I, I, don't, oh. I, I don't think. I don't think. I don't view them as a as a, as a suitable host for this relationship anymore. They proved for, they, they had a chance for so many years to do something useful about it. Uh, they have something now that they're going to do something called premium music video. That's going to be that's going to be uh, something more similar to what YouTube is. But mm-hmm. they're, they're still the the business model is still that they're going to sell ads to to the users. They're going to collect that data on the users. And mm-hmm. as a band, I will not have any control for what what companies is going to use our videos to advertise to, towards our fans and i don't i, I don't think that's a good situation and uh, so I, I i'm not uh, if we if someone knocked on the door and wanted to take bandbond further it had to be someone that understands what we're doing and understands the sen- sensitivity of the scenes and could build build on it uh, and make it better i, I mean it's a very dystopian thought to, to sell it back to the enemies if, oh, we, if we claim it from them. <laughs> it would be horrible if we couldn't do no, that. No, yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> Ooh, let, let, let's uh, dance back into Dark Tranquility, if you don't mind, for a little bit, Martin. Uh, yes. You guys have a new record coming out November 20th called Moment. Tell me about that. Tell me about releasing a record during a pandemic. How do you feel about uh, that? No, it, it's, uh, like I said uh, earlier, just record it was, was different because we were all in lockdown. And uh, and usually when when um, recording an album, we have something planned already. We had a U.S. tour planned, but we knew that that was not going to happen. But but when recording an album, you can kind of picture yourself that this is we're going to go out and play this record, and we're going to meet the fans, and we're going to see the reactions, and we're going to go out and uh, communicating again. But now we don't know what the future is, so we're kind of making this record into a void. And we don't know when we're going to be able to go out and continue with our nor- our day-to-day normal duties, which are to- duties. <laughs> what word? <laughs> <laughs> no, the duty of playing <laughs> metal, sir. <laughs> That's such a hard life. Yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe edit that. Maybe not. But, but the... Uh, the, the Day-to-day business? Is that better? <laughs> oh, it's, uh, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Mission. Day-to-day passion. Passion. <laughs> passion. passion. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, eventually we can go back. And, um, uh, and I mean, for the next year we have shows planned, but who knows if we're going to be able to make them. 
<laughs> but that's but that's the faith of the whole industry. I think we're all in a in a holding pattern, which is really frustrating. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, we, we, and we, still we didn't want to wait with the album. We want to release it as if there was no pandemic. Uh, even if we did release it, we could only be in one territory at first anyway. So we want to get it out there once, it, once our thoughts are fresh and see when we can go out on our business mission. <laughs> Again. Yeah, yeah. No passion there. Okay. <laughs> uh, some bands are out there touring right now. What do you guys think about that? Uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> some are. I've seen, I've seen some small tours in, in Germany, I guess, but, but I think that the audience are a lot restricted, I guess. Or, uh, From what I've heard, they're, they're seated, they have to wear masks. Yeah. But well, that doesn't mean that they behave when they go to the bar, though. No, but I, no. <laughs> I, I like the idea that, the, that the, world is op- the metal world is opening up somewhere, and uh, I hope it's going to be everywhere soon. If if they can do it now, great. And I would love to go to a concert right now, if, even if it meant that I had to wear a mask and there we were only be two hundred people or less. I would love to do it. So I mean, that's great news to hear that people are out touring, and uh, because we cannot stay at home forever, it's so frustrating. Hmm. Are you, are you guys doing any tours yet, or did you do any shows yet? Or? No, no, we have not played any shows. Um, Montreal specifically right now is is not doing well yeah. with COVID, so so there is nothing happening here in Montreal. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, okay. Some some small li- you know live streams, a few a few very very small shows are happening, but it's not a show that I would ever want to play. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But, but still, but still, if you knew, I, I think I would even do a small show if if you, if you knew that this was the only way to do it, and if if it, yeah, maybe I, yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, if it's just uh, doable, uh, because touring is is so so much cost to t- to go to the different places, so it's hard to get the ec- economy to tour with, with too too few people in the audience. But mm-hmm. if, if if it was just, uh, but just a feeling to play in front of people, even if we were fifty or a hundred, I think people would be super excited to be there. We would be excited to do the show. Uh, Absolutely, it's going to be looking this, like the old way soon i hope anyway yeah but it, it got people thinking you know i don't know if you've heard of the european european metal festival alliance i have yes yeah yeah, yeah. 13 metal festivals who had to cancel this summer and put together this uh, awesome online stream. festival yeah, yeah yeah for three days you know all working together that was cool <laughs> yeah, yeah i think yeah. it's something positive there you know festivals working together and you know yeah. bands supporting each other and Something beautiful there. Yeah, and I hope uh, we uh, don't lose any festivals. Yeah, and I, hope, this. and I hope we don't lose any venues. I mean, it's the same. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it'd be horrible to to do a tour and then realize that all the venues that you used to play are now Gaps and H and M's or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. That's that would very bothersome. So it'll be very cool when shows do start happening again because on Band Bond there's that whole tour page where any band that you follow you can go and just check out and all of their tour dates are there and that's 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 going to be happening soon. Hopefully, uh, it's something that I would like to see happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, one last question: uh, What are your hangover cures? <laughs> <laughs> well, the. the um responsible thing to say would be uh, some sleep and some uh, 
maybe Gatorade, salt and uh, sugar is good. Liquids, that's that's good. Yeah, I would say crisps and dip and some uh, <laughs> Coca Cola. <laughs> You know, in movies, <laughs> 80s movies, uh, <laughs> in the sofa. Yeah. I, I, I think that's uh, fantastic, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Martin, Matthias, thank you so, so much for taking some time, having a chat with me. Everyone, please go check out Band Bond. It is the most unique way for fans and bands to stay in contact with each other. And uh, these guys have just come up with a, a great, great way to do that. So, so go check it out. Download it. Play with it. Follow the bands you like and tell your friends about it because it's super fucking cool. And everyone, go check out that new Dark Tranquility record moment coming out on November 20th via Century Media Records. Uh, it's been great, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, cheers. Thank yeah, you so much for having you. us. Pleasure thank talking you. Cheers. to you. Cheers. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. What a great chat with Matthias. Excellent chat with Martin, who is, of course, from Dark Tranquility. Uh, you absolutely should go and check out that record, which will be dropping on November 20th via Century Media Records. I'm super stoked about it, and you should be too. Go and sign up to Band Bond. Be one of the early adopters. Help them build this app so that it is perfect for bands to stay in contact with their fans. They are super open and eager to have our feedback so let's be those first people to use this app so that we are the ones in control and not the algorithm today is your last chance to pre-order the vox and hops and Overhop canada collaborative brew t-shirt and brew package via the Overhop canada website i've put the link for that in the description of this podcast just to remind you that we are going to be brewing a double dry hop new england ipa called vox and Overhops. i'm so stoked about it this also coincides with the vox and hops two-year anniversary it is my two-year anniversary brew and i'm very very excited about that if you enjoyed this vox and hops episode you should most definitely go and subscribe via the podcast platform of your choice because I have over 190 episodes for you to go back and enjoy. Vox and Hops is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I'll be back next week with those two gigantic episodes that I spoke about during the intro, but until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.